Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Excellent. Uh, welcome back to the show. We don't have any sponsors this week. No, no, that's no problem. Yeah, but uh, I'm Keith Razor with my trusty sidekick, Alan Lee. Yeah, who needs sponsors? Yeah, we got uh, Alan Lee. Well, I appreciate that. It's very nice. And uh, Megan yeah. Jenkins is here. To the beautiful Megan Jenkins, as we like to call her, MJ. And she is beautiful. Yes. And, uh, we, MJ was not here last week. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. I, uh, I missed the show. Oh, Hi. Yeah. Al- Alan Lee, you're looking dashing as always. Oh, thank oh. you, my dear. Kaith, I hear you had a great weekend with uh, Jeremy Hotz. That's pretty awesome, performing for him. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah How'd off. that go? Good. Uh, I did six shows. I bombed on four of them. Four out of six. <laughs> that's not too bad. Yeah, that's pretty good for me. <laughs> and he offered me a featuring job. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, because that's the worst thing when you're a comic and you don't have work. You have no money. So, but yeah, it was fun. We had, um, we had, we had no money before we were comics. <laughs> yeah, but no, you know what? This lady this lady actually walked out on my set, and I guess oh. she complained to the improv about me. She said, like, oh, he's too stoned or something. I was are like, you, you truly, are you kidding me? No, I'm serious. I was like... Oh, I've yeah. ne- I was like I've never touched uh, <laughs> wow. weed in my life, and she then must be very touchy about and that. the improv came up to me, and they're like, I don't know what she was talking about. You were funny. I was like, I know, but, but that's what she said. That it was she thought you were a stoner. Yeah, she said I was too stoned and drunk and all that stuff. <laughs> wow, and you Sounds know, like me. but like uh, Alan, there's something I really wanted to talk to you about because um, I was watching the news today, yeah. and uh, they caught that uh, they caught Mike Frisbee today. Did you hear that? Uh, the criminal. Yeah, the criminal. So I'm thinking we should tell Bobby about Mike yeah. Frisbee. Since you're a brilliant improv artist, I'm giving you a fair warning to play along. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Mike Frisbee is well known. Uh, in fact, Santa Monica has harbored, and I love that city if you're out there in Santa Monica. No offense. Uh, you know, there's a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of criminals in that city. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, after World War II, you know the Nazis. The Nazis. <laughs> oh, the Nazis. You know they were not nice people. Uh, a number of them. A number of them. And this very attractive German girl told me this. She said, "Do you realize that my my great grandfather and my grandfather, who were Nazis, are, li- are living in Santa Monica?" Really? Yeah, because they loved the beach. A- after you know, after right. the war, they came over. Okay. That, Alan, that, you're so funny well, on the I'm microphone. Saying, you just, just said I, Nazis I, very clearly and yeah. loud, and everything else is always kind of muffled. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. Can <laughs> you hear everyone that's out there? so much better. The, oh, that's they, so much they, better. They moved here after World War II. They moved to Santa Monica, where our guest lives. Yeah. Bobby, Bobby Collins lives in Santa Monica. Oh, that's right. Our guest is the brilliant Bobby Collins. I feel yes. like this microphone sucks. And Nor- Norm, uh, our, our Norm McDonald, your friend and, and one of our guests in the great comic, he also lives in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. and the thing is, is, Bobby also wrote a book, too. Yeah. So I'm, like, really interested in that. And uh, But the Nazi thing confused me, because what does that have to do with Mike Frisbee? Well, as you know, they're not nice people, the Nazis. Oh, right, 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 right. And maybe I was I was kind of trying to make that point. Is that I just got a that tweet? They all are in Santa Monica with <laughs> with frisbee. I just got a tweet. You want to hear what the tweet says? Please. So badly. Okay, it says, uh, "Tell Alan not to talk during the Mike Frisbee." <laughs> <laughs> is that from, is why, that from why, Ron? That sounds like why, Ron. Why not? <laughs> I want to, I want this frisbee thing to go go. It just it away. doesn't make any sense. He like you know, it up, it, not me. yeah, like unless you know, it's like a joke. Like yeah. no one's gonna. Oh no, people no, are just no, gonna be I, like what. Yeah, well, she's got a point. We'll yeah. see I have a good point. Yeah. Thank you. You know, we're like, uh, what are you, those trapeze artists in... Uh, I, I've is, always thought that also. And, they, you know, there's no net. Yeah. We just we just we, dude, Yes. I kinda, I, no I, net. No net. I kind of wish, <laughs> wish Megan was here last week because... Uh, I got a lot of Facebook and Twitter yeah. hate yeah. because uh, apparently I made Lana Turner cry. 
And no, I was I, like, I, I wanted what? to ask Megan if she had listened. Uh, yeah, to did you listen I, to the? I, I did. I, you know, I, I heard it, and I was, I was actually very proud of you guys because I was proud of the fact that you addressed and and noticed yeah. the the creepiness that could possibly happen and I was you didn't give that off at all I thought and I was very but there was very no, we, impressed we were just being very very Yeah no it was it was her. great and I thought it was a great interview I and mean she, I, she I don't know up. how she felt about oh, it but I, I mean it was amazing to listen to because mm-hmm. it was very real Yeah and and she she seems very cool. I like that. I and it's her definitely a, lot. a good thing she wasn't in studio because she is very pretty. And that oh, she's you would have been yeah, very attractive. <laughs> well, my point wasn't to make her cry. No, no that, you, that I don't think happened. you did. It, it doesn't come off like that. And we no. were supportive of her problem. We weren't like making fun or anything. Yeah. No, no, we not you guys we did great. I thought it was said, actually it was. I think it was a bit of a catharsis. I thought it was interesting because like I on the news and stuff it says she filed for divorce with Ralphie, but then. She told us that Ralphie did. I so did, that's I, like I, 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 we don't we don't need that? to. This is other yeah. people's I, I, lives. I, I this think, is you know, know we don't her, know anything. I mean, yeah. I, I think she I just thought that was interesting. That yeah. came out on. So all right, guys. Uh, today's guest uh, we have Bobby Collins, and um, Bo- Bobby's a great comedian. But I'm gonna let Alan do the his intro since he's your hero. Well, and, uh, thank you. How many times have you seen Bobby Collins live? I would say probably about three or four times. I'm not saying I, I, I was stalking him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you Have know, you ever I, met him? Okay. No. That's why this is somewhat of a thrill for me. All right. Well, let's let's talk to Bobby Collins, guys. You got your questions? I'm ready to go. All right. You ready, Megan? I'm ready. All right. Let's uh, see if we can make Bobby cry. Jesus. <laughs> oh, dude, he- that's, that's a little mean humor from... Uh, <laughs> Our, ho- our oh, host, Keith Razor. <laughs> okay, excellent. It's ringing. Hello, Bobby. Hey. <laughs> oh, That's my the God. best answer I've ever heard. <laughs> oh Hello. Hello, Bobby. <laughs> hey, Bobby. It's Keith Razor oh, and the crew, you. man. I can tell from his hey, voice. Hey, look at you guys. It's- Shame that we're sharing the planet with yeah. so many different types of people. Now, we need the bleach. We need the chlorine. See, I know his bits. Helen, you're right. I know his, right. I know his bits. Uh. The gene pool could use some chlorine. Oh How are you guys doing? Great. So happy to have you. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it's, he's a New York comic, you know, and he's in, he's in you know, L.A., New York, and he bothered to stop by. I'm, I'm, you mean bothered for us to call him? Well, we, well, he bothered to answer. Yeah. Thank you, Bobby. Right. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, Bobby. Matter of fact, I'm presently in Massachusetts. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's uh, my favorite state. That's a good it's good. They're nice people. Good people. Very nice. They, little chlorine piece there too. And uh, it's it's there ten you. o'clock out there, right? Ten o'clock. Yeah. I was just about to watch the All Star game. I went swimming. Yeah. I went out for dinner with friends. It's been great. It's yeah. just great. Fantastic. Because when Bobby and I were texting, he he said, uh, "Text me at a uh, five forty-five." I was like, "Okay." And then like I got confused with the whole Eastern time thing on the email, so I was like. <laughs> Wait, the show's at 7.45 and not 80, you know. Well, so. we're Californians. We don't know stuff like that. Yes, we do. We yeah. do. I know, <laughs> I know. It, it was a little difficult. I was like, should we get a blackboard and some chalk and write this down? I said, Keith, you're a good man, but don't, do don't, do don't, no. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is going awesome. Uh, so, so, Bobby, uh, <laughs> um, my trusty sidekick, Alan Lee here, he's uh, one of your biggest fans. He told me he's seen you at the Ice House several times, and he was, like, so thrilled that we got you. So, Is this a clean show? It is. No? no, no, it's not. Yeah, you could say whatever you want, pal. Oh, okay. The ice house. I kid him because it's like a shithole, but we we tease him about it. It is. It is actually. <laughs> I agree. No, they're good to me. I enjoy when I'm home in California. I have a home in New York too, but when I'm home in California, I uh, I run to the Hermosa Comedy Magic Club, Ooh, the nice. ice house. Beautiful. Uh, stop in and do if I have to work on some material in New York. I just run down, because I live in the village, I run down to a place called the Comedy Cellar, the cellar. and just jump on stage That's and good. just uh, work out. The Cellar is like the best venue in New York because it's always packed and it's never closed, right? 
Right, but it's a shithole. You know what I mean. It's <laughs> it seats like a hundred and ten oh. people, and it's basically in a cellar. Yeah. <laughs> tiny restrooms. <laughs> How's that? What I said? They're tiny restrooms. The restrooms are small. I remember. He said tiny. Thank you. I know. I know. <laughs> and if you're a large man, no, I'm. And he is. I'm He's a tall Billy. man. He's a tall man. <laughs> so Bobby, uh, we 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 get we get questions from the Twitterverse. Do you like answering questions from the Twitterverse? Believe me, he's. I don't know what the Twitter Twitterverse is. I'm oh, old school. Oh well, but ask ask away. All right. Well, the Twitterverse is like a, it's kind of oh like it's kind of like a Facebook, but it's called Twitter. Uh, I don't know. Okay. So we got a we got a few questions. Uh, Question number one, Bobby, how come you do not have a Twitter? <laughs> oh, you just I that. that's all right. You Next question. Yeah, well, so. I, I, I do of recent because somebody asked me because they were at the, uh, I went for a meeting and they asked me in a, uh, for to be a co-host on a show. And then one young guy there, 25 at the meeting, said, how many Twitter followers do you have? And I, I remind him again. The cream rises to the top and shit floats for a while and it sinks. I go, go with quality. I, and the guy shut up real quick. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's true. That's in other words, look what's on television nowadays. And if this is based on how many Twitter followers you have, I'd rather not have much because the quality of what you're watching on television is somewhat ridiculous. Right. Don't you think so? Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, I you know, especially if other countries in the world are looking at us like we're the housewives of America and Donald Trump is the mean girl. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're the ones who keep looking, so we're doing something right. Well, you know, uh, uh, other countries can't get enough of our shit, right? <laughs> well, we imitate a lot of their shows, so, too. So it's all, goes, what goes around comes around. I think it's funny. Yeah. Right. What I mean, what, what, what you? Yeah. I mean, you have fifty-eight percent of the population of our country not very educated. That's sure. scary. It's scary. But I'll say one thing, Bobby. What's your favorite Japanese comic? I mean, I don't have any foreign com- comics. Do you, Keith? Yeah, it's so here? specific. No, no, well, I, I, yeah, why does I, it have to be Japanese? Well, I, I pick a country, Brazil. Uh, Let's we can go through the whole UN. Well, a minute, all the comics are here. A minute ago, you were talking about, about Germany. Well, Germany. That's a country. I'm just my question is how many, how many comics, how many German comics do you tune in a, a, a week or a month? Very few. Me? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, meant, I meant that in a general way. Right. Uh, <laughs> Again, every every comic in other countries want to come to the United States. Yeah. yeah. See. Keep, keep that in mind. There you go. <laughs> and we yeah, only have four which clubs. is kind of scary. <laughs> I, please, there's a glut in comedy. There's a lot of people doing it, and we don't need... Uh, I, I say close the borders of those comics for at least 10 years. Oh, God. <laughs> What's going on now? Okay, so we have a feeling what? Alan is voting for Trump or something. I don't know yet. I don't, I don't know yet. Okay. Uh, I could vote for Obama again if he goes for a third term. All right. Well, that's. I got another Twitter question. I don't question. think you should vote, Alan. <laughs> so, Bobby. Uh, Why? Who Who would you vote for, Alan? Yeah. You know what? I'm still deciding. And uh, Bernie Sanders scared me, okay, because I could do the math. Oh, he'll be dead by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> because the college, I don't know how you could pay for the tuition for everybody. Because my mom right. never graduated college. And I told her if Bernie got, got in, my mom could go to school, go back to school and get her degree. Ah. You know, and so I, I'm, I'm very conflicted. Bo- Bobby, <laughs> you know what's interesting about Alan Lee is he, uh, he admires you so much. He's not only a stand-up comedian, he also he used to be a teacher. Well, you know, I read in your bio that a, subs- a substitute <laughs> teacher. Yeah. And see, what, what got me is Bobby did it for a year and got the hell out. And as you know, I stayed in it much longer than <sighs> Bobby. What is that a oh, what a God. job, right? What a job. Oh, I got to tell you, I, I was very thankful for it at the time yeah. because I took over as a substitute teacher and then the teacher uh, left and the uh, head of the uh, uh, the history department came in and I thought I was going to get fired and he said he wanted to talk to me. 
and and he called me in and he said, "Hey, we have somebody leaving because they're on pregnancy and this, and would you stay on in a permanent position?" And I said, "Oh, I thought you were going to fire me." I go, "Sure." And uh, yeah, I was teaching, and my master was U.S. foreign policy. Oh. So I, yeah, I did it. I did it, and I got to tell you, it was very valuable because he was thirty kids in Buffalo, New York. 30 kids and I was like the, the entertainer I had to show them things that they you know in other words I walked in one day stood on the desk rolled my pants up and during the time I was talking about I said your parents would wear pants like this they were called knickers and mm -hmm. just to give them a picture of what it was like that and it, it became so real for them plus it enhanced my entertainment qualities, you know? Oh, they're, they can be a, a, an interesting audience. You know? Oh, they were wonderful. They were captive. Yeah. And uh, that really gave me more of an incentive because I wanted to do stand-up. It gave me an incentive that uh, to go out and do it right afterwards. And I remember the first, first <laughs> night I did, a buddy of mine came with me, and I spoke so above the audience's head <laughs> and then after i got off after like nine minutes nobody was laughing my friend looked at me and he said bobby don't give up your day job <laughs> and, I, and i laughed i said no no i see exactly what i did wrong instead of looking at it they were students and i should bring them along i was telling them rather than working with them to get there you know what i mean as nice. an entertainer mm -hmm. you, it's it's two things it's good to first of all your vulnerability is your strength there you go. and two you know you got to educate as well as make them laugh entertain so it was interesting how i learned that big lesson at first and i was glad it was the first one Ooh, I, wow. like, I like that that's that's, that's cool that yeah that's yeah. awesome i don't it's amazing that you remember the first time you did stand-up because i don't remember the first time i did stand-up oh really yeah. i always i did because I was at Catch a Rising Star in New York, and uh, let's see, in the place, and they weren't that well known yet, was Freddie Prince from Chico and the Man, and maybe that's a little before you guys. No, I know uh, who Freddie Prince oh, is. He, uh, David Brenner was Freddie sitting Prince there, Robin, a guy named Robin Williams that just stopped in, and none of them were really well known. I think Brenner got on uh, like Carson like three or four times, so he was like the hot shit. Mm -hmm. But I remember sitting there going, oh, God, this is my first night. Why are these guys all here? This is like the tryout night, you know, but they, these guys stopped in to work their stuff. Make mm -hmm. make the uh, new guys look really bad. Did I you ever had to follow? Yeah. Did you ever but run? It was. An, what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask you a question. No. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, did you ever run into Argus Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. We love Argus. Argus is a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. When I came out to California, I was doing a sitcom with, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, he played Carmine from, uh, on, on, oh, God. Alan should know this one. He's, like, trivia buffed. Oh, yeah. Uh, he played Carmine from, um, 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 he was a dance guy. Eddie Mecca. He played Carmine on that Norman Lear show with the two girls I forget the oh, show oh, oh. but he, yes go on and you'll it'll come to Laverne you and, and Shirley uh, Did get what's that? it Laverne, Laverne and Shirley Laverne and Shirley yeah. alright four razor points for Alan and, and we uh, <laughs> he saw me in a club in New York and he had already signed this guy uh, Eddie Mecca who was a great guy and uh, we had done a commercial together me and Eddie Mecca I did a lot of commercials, and and he they saw that commercial, and then they sent a guy out to see me perform. Next thing you know, they were asking me if I'd come out to California to uh, work on a sitcom with him. Uh, with it was Alan Spelling, and I said yes. And it was um, it wasn't Mall Cop. It was like it was called Rent a Cop. Mm -hmm. Remember those days? Yeah, yeah. And, well, the, I came out here. I excuse me. I came out here. I came out to California. And I had no place to do my stand-up. And I ended up going up to the comedy store as well as the improv. And I met Argus. Uh, and he was a great guy. And he was friendly and he was helpful. And he, he knew how to cut through the crap of, you know, of, of the comics up there. And he was just a solid guy. Yeah. 
we we had Arius on uh, a couple months ago, and he'd tell us a story, and then he, uh, what was it, what he would he finish each story with? He'd be like, he'd be like, "We're not running with wolves or something." <laughs> I was like, well, "Is that right?" Yeah, like, <laughs> so I was just. Well, he's he's got his own. Uh, does he have a? a a column or something yeah, in radio LA or yeah he writes way too many jokes man I see him on Facebook with all the jokes too yeah. many yeah he writes like well, 70 some a day guys can really do that I, you know I worked with a guy the other night and uh, where was in Cleveland two nights three nights ago Saturday night and uh, he wrote a book and he used to write for the Seinfeld show and Mark Lackey or something Mark uh, oh I was gonna say guy. was it Fred Stoller <laughs> No, I know Fred. I knew Fred from New York days. Because <laughs> Fred fact, wrote a Fred book. will tell you a famous story of that. When I was there that night, you know how he used to do his act. Some psychiatrist that was in the audience came over, gave him, gave Fred his card, and he said, oh. "Listen, you you really need seriously to seriously talk to somebody, and, and I I I can work with you." <laughs> and I remember he at first was insulted that. Somebody, but we were crying. We were like, <laughs> oh, tell me you're not having a party in your head. You didn't invite anybody. You know, that's how we looked at you. <laughs> that sounds just like Fred. Oh, this one. Yeah. This one. You see Fred? Yeah. He was on our, sh- he was on he, our he, show. He's been on the show, and I, I've worked with him several times. Uh, I open up for Norm, and right now he's uh, Norm's feature. So I work with Fred a lot. Oh really? Yeah. He he. Always, my favorite joke of Fred Stoller is uh, he's like, so I met this girl and she, I said, hey, you want to go back to my place? And she's like, you're not gonna kill me, are you? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> they, they right. With and he looks like that type. <laughs> you know, if he lingered with you too long, you'd say, nah, this guy's too weird. Then <laughs> he's uh, like, I may kill you, I may not. <laughs> I don't know. But man. Maybe I shouldn't have told you that shrink story, but he, <laughs> I did, I'm surprised he wouldn't tell you that. We, he was that's so, funny. oh my God, God he was so upset about it. No, <laughs> if, it, if, it may, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, I, I don't really talk to him that much. I just say, hi, Fred, uh, what do you want me to bring you up to? Right. You know? Cause right, right. I have, I have Asperger's, so I'm very, it's very hard for me to talk to people like Fred because I'm pretty sure he has Asperger's as well. Like he's just very right, right. You know, right. Dueling Aspergers. Right. Yeah, so it's like when just you have awkward. two handicaps coming together, it's not going to make one <laughs> positive straight thing. It's, it's going to go in different directions. No, it's not like the math. <laughs> Plus the well, exactly because like sometimes like I don't know like if I'll say something, it'll like offend him or something. So like I just got to the point where I just won't talk to him anymore. It's tough. It's tough. Right. It's easier just to bow out with those type of people. Yeah, but I really. But love I always liked Fred. I haven't seen him in a good twenty years. Yeah, I love Fred, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he's he's always a character. I just like characters. Co- comics paint colors. Absolutely. Thank God, because Absolutely. God, I look around at the people now that I grew up with, and they went their ways, and their business people's very successful. A lot of them, but a lot of them lost their soul. A lot of them, you know, they're just getting older, and there's no zest in their life or you could tell they're missing something in their eyes and then they look at you and you go you just been laughing and having a ball yeah. yes I have <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> see that's, that's why great yeah. I love hearing that you know very few people state that yeah and he's the zest yeah. the zest is gone the carbonation is not in the soda well, right? see, <laughs> and you can see it in their eyes well see that that's like one of the things I like really like about you because uh you know, we all know comedy could be a dark world and stuff, and with all this pain and tragic and stuff, you're always positive, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, right. nice, it's nice having that. Like, I, I wrote something tonight, uh, just with laughing with people. I said, there's a white guy driving a white uh, uh, Corvette down the street. That's, uh, what is it called? Uh, a white people power. What is that, white power? What's, what's going on, black... Uh, Black, oh, that's black white lives, lives matter. matter. White lives matter. Right? Then you see a black guy in a black Lincoln, and his car's all pumped up, the music's loud. That's uh, that's black lives matter. Then you see a Puerto Rican in a souped-up Camaro, and you go, that's a stolen car. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, you just make fun of what you're seeing. And it, you like know, that. from your point of view, I grew up in New York, so you know that. Ah, that's so. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> wow. See, but I, you can just tell I haven't even perfected it yet. I was just playing with I it like today. That. I like white, that. white lives matter, black lives matter, Puerto Rican. That's a stolen. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love, I, I love your joke how you say that like uh you always put god first family second, second and career. then career third it's, you know, it's, I like but, it's true yeah but when you're when you do interviews you take out career and you say a different each on each interview i've ever Did well, he, I, you said he switched career in one of his interviews yeah one time you said korea third and then i don't know i just thought it was funny because i thought you were going to say no career. god first <laughs> Because I got to tell you, if you don't have the faith and you don't know God, you know, there's something going to be left out. You know how many people you've met, and not only in life, in this business, that there's like what we talked about. It's not in their eyes. They're soulless. Yeah. So God first, then you have mm-hmm. your family. God, you know where without your family. That's your, that's your roots. That's your guts. My kids, my wife, uh, you know, my relatives, my cousins, my this. That's what makes you who you are. That's what... That's what Gay knew the difference between you making the right decision and what and not making the right decision. The, you know, the, the taking the turn and not taking the right turn. It's, it's a, yeah. And then your career. I, many times I've put my career in front of my family and God, and I always had to get back on where I got off. Yeah. So God first, family second, career third. And all, I think most of the best performers, whether it be in stage, movies, whatever, uh, know that to be true. And I, I really believe in it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're centered in a spiritual yeah. basis. Because, you know, we can, get yeah. all, we can get all the stuff, the stuff that we, a Porsche, beautiful penthouse with a gorgeous woman in it. All right. And, you know what? I gotta rethink that. Talk. <laughs> just, just kidding, yeah, right. Right. I, I got a part. condom on right now. <laughs> 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 you know, you know I, I, I wanted to run this by you. It's, it's, it's a sidebar, but I know you would you would give me a comment on. There was a show, a game show, and it was called "Make Me Laugh." And you know, the, okay, you remember that show? And it was in the eighties, and you know, the, the contestant had to sit there, and the comics would come out. And they had, yeah. to, and she'd lose money, or, or he would lose money. The, the, you know, the, the, the uh, contestant would lose money if she laughed. So they, you know, they had to like, no matter what the comic did, they had to not laugh. Are you aware of that right. show? Because I, I, I was watching some clips of that, and uh, I don't know why they don't bring that back. Because it was a, it was the funniest thing to see how hard they worked not to laugh. I mean, some of them actually almost choked and and they turned different colors. And it was it was it was right. what a right. pr- what a pr- <laughs> Uh, I, I remember the show. I didn't watch it because, again, you know, if I'm watching something and if it doesn't appeal to me, like, oh. really quick, okay. I'm turning it off. Okay, you I, th- I thought you, it might have appealed to you because... I'm the same way. If I can't get into something within, like, five minutes, I turn it off, which is why I've never seen Twilight. And Oh, Twilight. I didn't <laughs> right. I, that, I'm not a Twilight. Megan, are you a Twilight fan? No. No, no, no. no, I don't like that. Right. So mm. The three of us, four of us are not... Hey, so Bob, Bobby, uh, is Bob Hope really your favorite comedian? No, when I was uh, when I was little, uh, I came from Queens, New York, and it was a real poor, uh, matter of fact, real poor. We were poor. Poor people used to come over our house just to feel better about themselves. But we we were just poor, and my mother and father who. My father traveled three hours a day traveling in and out of Manhattan to work. My mother was a waitress, and we kids just took care of ourselves, basically. We knew, we knew how to. But I remember the only thing that made them laugh was like the Red Skelton show at 8.30 on Tuesday nights. And one day, I just got up, little kid, I said to my mother when she was peeling potatoes, because my father liked french fries, I said to her, uh, hey, Ma, just curious, why'd you call me, name me Bobby? You know, when you're asking these questions. And my mother, without, without a beat, she just didn't even look up. She goes, your father really liked Bob Hope. And then I went, Ma, I, there's a part of me that wants to become a stand-up comedian. And she just went, that's good, that's nice. And just kept peeling the potatoes. <laughs> 
Wow. So there's a real incentive for a parent to push it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's cool because, like, uh, my family is very, very, very poor, but I'm very, very right. rich in character. There you go. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah, see, that's a positive spin on things, right? Yeah, that's good. That's really nice. Yeah. But so, you're learning, you learn a lot when you when you don't have things and you're poor. And, and then when you grow up and you see and have things, you really know it, its proper place and what it really means. It doesn't mean that much. It's what's in someone's heart mm-hmm. that means something. If your heart's in the right place, your wallet's full. Thank you. I totally agree with that. That's yeah, me too, uh, Bobby. I saw a YouTube clip of this, you must. This must have been early '90s where you were doing stand-up, and a red-haired girl okay. heckled you, and you said, "You know, if you were dressed in yellow, you should be a pencil." You're oh no, I think the guy had I think he had. I think he had blonde hair. Yeah, real blonde, and he was dressed in yellow. Yeah, I, or or the way he looked, and I said, "Yes, yeah, something to that effect." I don't remember, but I did say something. <laughs> if you look, if you if you had a dress on that was yellow, you'd look like a number two pencil. <laughs> but it, it, that comment was just like so fast. It was like right on the spot. It's like a roast joke. Have you ever uh, considered doing roasting? Like, do you do roasting? No, uh-huh. no, no. I, I've never done that. Uh-huh. But you learn growing up, especially in New York, when I first started you know hecklers and stuff like that you knew how to handle it yeah you knew how to handle it because that was one your protection and two it's like wait a minute shut the hell up i don't have that much time up here and i'm working on stuff i wrote stuff that i worked hard on so i'm gonna work on it i don't need a schmuck like you just had an extra couple of drinks to screw me up shut and then you had comeback lines you know yeah stuff like so what was the difference like between in those days till now because now it seems like everyone heckles you know what i mean and then no i i don't get that uh, you know remember i'm doing i do a lot of theaters so somebody's paying 40 50 dollars <laughs> to come see you perform somebody sitting next to you is not going to uh let somebody uh scream stuff out. they're going to shut them up or move get them thrown out so i you say there's a lot of heckling i don't see that at all but Every once in a while, if it does come up, say if I stop in a club, oh, I enjoy it because I used to be really good at sparring with an audience. Yeah. Because it's that's how I learned coming up. That's a skill. Um, so was, growing up, was anyone else in your family, like, funny like you? I think my mom was. Matter of fact, I went to see her today. She's 95. But she was a pisser. She was just a pisser. We used to laugh at things and she would we would keep it from the other kids and my father because he, they'd probably be all upset at us the way what we were laughing at and stuff so i kind of uh ha- i, I kind of thought that was pretty cool having that relationship with my mother oh that's fantastic i, th- I have the same relationship with my mom uh is that right yeah she watched all the comics i could i could give you a list everyone from from shecky green i mean just all of them uh i do remember foster brooks the uh, you know he did he did the drunk, uh, yeah, the gold yeah. diggers with Dean Martin, uh, and I bet you I bet you nobody ever remembers Stanley Myron Handelman. He was on the gold diggers with Dean Martin. Do you remember Stanley Myron Handelman? I don't remember him. What did he do? <laughs> he was a stand-up that was a guest on Dean Martin and the Gold Diggers. And okay. Dean, Dean in the middle of the show would say, "Well, Stanley has dropped by." And uh, oh, oh, and he would come out and do stand up. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a oh, little trivia oh. there, uh, but uh, he he was he was one. He, I'm, I'm sure he came out of the Borscht Belt, you know, with uh, Alan uh, King, and uh, right, right. You know, the whole group. Uh, Mason. I met a lot of them. I met a lot of them coming up from Henny Youngman Henny to Youngman, Alan to King Byron. to, and uh, and it was it was pretty interesting because. Coming from again New York and yeah. loving our profession, I was always brought up take the best and leave the rest. So you saw things about their comedy that was like, mm, or their person, because yeah. you can't really separate. And you'd say, ah, oh, too bad he has that quality, because he'd be a much better comic, Interesting. which made him a much better person if he 
kind of looked at this about himself or that about wow. himself. You know, that's, that's, uh... growth means change. Change doesn't always mean growth. Mm-hmm. When you grow as a person, mm-hmm. you change things and drop other things. Thank when you. you see comics that are still doing the same crap they've been doing for 20 years, you go, they didn't grow much, did they? Bobby, how much uh, material do you have? Because comics who do it for long, like Bobby Slayton, for example, he's one of my best friends, but I asked him how much material he has. He said he only yeah. has two or three hours. And I was like really shocked by that because he's been doing it for like 50 years. Well... I don't think it's so much a matter of how much material you have, it's it's remembering it. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot, and, like, I started a bit the other night in Cleveland, and I remembered, oh, my God, I started to do it, and it just came, and it came so, you know, just from my inner heart, mm-hmm. and it came out so good, and I said, damn it, I haven't done that bit in 10 years. And it just came out at the right time for mm-hmm. the right segment for the right feeling of the audience you know every audience got its personality Mm -hmm. and you know what's going to fit that personality i always prided myself on having a gift of i could peek at an audience behind a curtain and go oh wow we're going to go somewhere tonight or oh i gotta work harder Mm -hmm. because they just want to you know they just want me to bring it to them rather than join in and we can go in different directions and that's okay or you look out and you go oh this is just a dumb audience oh they're just stupid ah shit I want I want it to work hard tonight you know on different things so it's okay no that I'll tell you you're being so honest here I I, I mean that is a you know this is like a comedy class here I mean uh, that's a that's a pearl of wisdom there uh Bobby, I appreciate that. Did you ever uh, work with uh, uh, Joan Rivers or or Phyllis Diller, some of the women comics that I like? And when I watched the uh, documentary on Joan Rivers talking about material, she had, you know, those old uh, catalog uh, drawers that you get in the library when they had the Yeah, like her jokes? She had, she bought a card catalog, not one, you know, not a whole, a whole, you know, Shelf of them, right, right, and right. then she opened it, and the you know, the, the cards had her bits. It blew my mind. I mean, I, I mean that was I could you know she could just pick out a card. Oh, this this is what I and look at it, you know. And yeah. uh, anyway, we were talking yeah. about material, and obviously not everybody does that. But I found that fascinating that that uh, every comic has a way of organizing his material, and that to me, well, I've never right. I've never seen a card catalog that. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Megan yeah. has a question for you, Bobby. I, I sure, do. Meg. Bobby, I'm a big, big fan of Cher and Dolly Parton, too, and you've opened oh. both of them. So I'm going to be really yes, fangirlish right now. And I just, what are they like? i got to know. Oh, i got to be careful here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've opened for a lot of people, and again, and just your journey as a comic, I was working in a club. I'm just giving you a back three steps back to jump ten steps ahead. I was working in a club, and a guy came over to me, a shares manager, and handed me his card, and he said, "Here, whoever your people are, have them call me tomorrow." And I said, "My people." I thought he went. I thought my parents. You know, <laughs> I didn't know. Him. And I was young and naive, but I was just a good comic. And then I went to a con- an agent who was interested in me or talking to me. You know, they, they all try to bring you along, these agents. You know, oh, yeah, we're gonna, let's keep talking, that crap. And uh, when I was starting, I went to him. He goes, who gave you this card? And I told him, this guy who, re- he goes, this guy represents Cher. And he, I, he goes, yeah, if, if we get something out of this, I'll work with you. Well, anyway, I got a big tour with him, uh, 88 City Tour from that. And... I remember the first time I met her, I was very, I, I was never taken back with people. Again, being a poor guy, I respected everyone and, and, and held them high until they showed me different. And she was just a sweet, she was short. Most people think she was really tall because of Sonny. It just made you think how small Sonny was. Sonny must have been a hobbit because she, she, uh, she had, she wore heels on her shows, mm-hmm. 
and and she did uh, like 10 or 12 only 10 to 12 songs because she had a lot of that background singers doing stuff and uh dancers and which was phenomenal so it was a big thing a lot of gays loved her they came out and she had a quality about her that it was just special it was just special she was uh she would work out like two to three hours a day and if we had to take a bus somewhere she had like a workout gym on her bus and uh i was like oh my god i can't work out this i'll go for a two three mile run i'll do some sit-ups but i was impressed how as she was older than me you know how she she worked it and she held hands with everyone before the show and said let's say a prayer to god that and we enjoy these people worked hard and saved their money to come out to see us and let's give them the best that we can and i always thought that was really cool that's right that and again i lost that huh that's very cool that's, that's very a great cool. story bobby i have a question yeah. you've had a lot of people yeah. open for you who do you think would be the most successful one well the guy that toured with me for the last two years in theaters every year my wife saw him in a and we stopped into a club on long island and my wife came over to me and she's real picky on comedy and she's got a real good eye very similar to my eye which is funny because i don't know well anyway she goes bobby come in here i want you to see this guy this guy's really funny and i went who come on honey i want to get home it was late i had a car service bobby come see him and i went in and there was a guy named chris roach and he made me laugh. Yeah. And I like somebody in front of me that does 20, 25 minutes of laughter. The audience gets laughed, and then you come out. It's like just putting a glove on them. And it's just, it brings them up to a nice level. And lo and behold, without, with two, three, two months ago, he got, he got a new sitcom with uh, Kevin James, an old buddy of mine. He got a new sitcom, I think it's called Kevin Can't Wait. And he plays an ex-cop, and he was an ex-cop, and Kevin's playing an ex-cop, uh -huh. and it's shooting. So he's already called me a couple of dates that I have coming up on Long Island in some theaters. He can't do it because it's during the week, and they're going to be taping. Uh -huh. But his name is Ke uh, Chris Roach. You'll hear about him. Yeah. I th that's awesome. I thought for sure you were going to say Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, Jimmy was the best. Jimmy was. A, you see how crazy Jimmy gets yeah. by doing songs, by doing this. He would get so excited. Why do we all just look? Why don't we do this? You do this right now. You play the tenor. I'll play. He gets all excited, and, and you you fall into it, and you end up playing his game, and it's it's we're so totally ridiculous, and it's fun, and it's a pisser. And he does it all the time on television, and people say, oh, he's so funny, he's so great. And I, I know him, so I'm just saying, he's just being Jimmy, he's a knucklehead. <laughs> so he was like that when he opened for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a knucklehead. Wow. A funny knucklehead guy. I get the biggest kick out of him. Uh, I have one last question from the Twitterverse. Um, you released sure. you released a book uh, titled On the Inside. Can you tell us a little about yeah. it? Like, how long did it take you to write it? Well, you get inspired, you know, whether to write, whether, to, uh, you know, whether to, for performance or for writing's sake. And uh, one of my daughters, one of my daughters, my oldest one, who I kind of don't like, she, uh, <laughs> she's evil. You know, I know evil. This kid's evil. You want to clean her with a chicken. I did that in my show. But she was all upset. My wife's Italian from Italy, and the drama and I said what's the matter and she goes you gotta go talk to your daughter your daughter she's all upset I go what happened she, she goes a boy broke up with her I go smart kid well <laughs> the point is, I went in there I went in there and I I'm old school I go honey dry your tears you never lost anything you didn't know if it was meant to be he'd be here if not let him go if he comes back then it's meant to be life's too short keep your eye on the donut not the hole and I walked out and my wife looked at me, she goes, what was that bullshit? I go, it's not bullshit, it's wisdom. I have a lot of it, but I don't always apply it. She goes, if you're so smart, why don't you write a book? So I did, that inspired me. I sat down, and all the lessons from what goes around comes around. Never get out of the shower to pee. Uh, God first, family second, career third, to another about 20 of them. All the basic principles that we've all known in life and how I've applied them in the comedy world. 
and the different instances or somebody you know and it's i've changed the names because some people would know who they are but it's about from club owners to nightclub people to theater people who have screwed try to screw me and how you got the take on them first based on the principles that i learned as a kid on the street wow and, and it's proven you know i got letters thousands i mean from people doctors man i read your book and it put me back in touch with something that i think i was getting away from and not in a good direction damn thank you <laughs> you know and things like that well wow, you put me back in touch with who i think i started to lose a lot of myself thank you well i think i'm gonna read your book because uh i'm going i think through, you'll like it yeah because i'm going through a lot right now and what, maybe that will help me what get is on the title track. of it on the inside Wittisms, wittisms, and wisdomisms. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, I think you'll laugh. I, you can go to bobbycollins.com. I saw a lot of them there. Oh, yeah. But I think you'll laugh a lot. It's funny. I was a little embarrassed. Not embarrassed. Thankful, too. And when I was in Cleveland this weekend and at the end, because I have a special needs child. I have a little daughter that doesn't walk or talk, but to me, she speaks volumes, and I must be pretty special if God gave her to me. Uh, and a lot of the proceeds goes to her camp. So when I was saying, talking about the book, a lot of people started applauding, and I said, Did, do you have the book? And they go, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, I was like, oh, wow, you got which in turn encourages other people. So we sold out of all the books that I brought, and I brought like three hundred. Wow! So it was pretty nice. good. Yeah. So if I'm gonna, if I buy two books, will you sign one copy to Alan for me? Oh, that would be great. Ab absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right, I'll do that, man. Uh, that's your Christmas present for me. I thank you. Yeah, just be an act all Alan, surprised. He loves you, Alan. <laughs> he loves you. <laughs> totally, totally, Bobby. So, <laughs> thank um, you. Well, Bo yeah, well Bobby, very lovable. we, we got to go, uh, but is there any way where people could, like, follow you, and uh, or is it, like, a website? Sure, go to the website, bobbycollins.com. Uh, I'm in Jersey this year. I'm at the, uh, where, where am I? At the Bogota Casino in Atlantic City next week. I'm at the uh, Cutting Room next week in New York City and Atlantic City. Uh, you can go to everywhere and you could, you could purchase a book online. You could read where I'm at. You could follow along where I've been, but not Twitter yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alan and I are going to go to your Ice House show. That's in August. That's in oh, August. Oh, good. Come yeah. over and say hi. Please. Yeah, definitely. We'll laugh. We'll sit in the back and we'll talk. Oh, All right. Oh, that would be awesome, Bobby. Fantastic. All right. All right. Well, thanks hey, for guys, doing the nice interview, talking man. talking to you. All right. Super. Thanks for having me. You Thank got you. it. All right. Have a good night, pal. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was great. So, Alan, that was, was that a dream come true for well, you? Or? It, it certainly was... Uh, the most enjoyable uh, experience. Because that's what I do, man. I make dreams come true. You said you wanted Bobby Collins. Yeah, I got cool. Bobby Collins. You're just you're like that like that uh, Disney character. I'm like Mickey Mouse. Ariel. What? No, oh. she, no, she got it right. Ariel. Ariel. Ariel, Ariel. Ariel made dreams come true. Did she? You oh. tell me. I was just messing with you, Alan. I don't know I all these characters. I, agree with I, me. I, I, well, you know me. I, I, I appease. I, I mean, no, I'm talking about, about uh, Aladdin. The, 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 uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. Aladdin. Oh, that so, was a great movie. Yeah, that was a great yeah. movie. Well, regardless, I'm glad I I, uh, I helped you with your mm -hmm. dream, man. Well, you know, that's what we're here for. Who, who do you want to interview next? each other's dreams. Well, I tell you, that's a hard question. I, I can't uh, right off the bat. Uh, because I, I have an important announcement I'm going to make on air, but I, I can't I can't do it. You can't do it until what? I can't do it until, I don't know, I'm going to, uh, two weeks. You're not going to tonight? Oh, two no, weeks. No, no, no. What's it regarding? Just give us that. Uh, I can't. Okay. Well, yeah. then. Because no. I know you've got a lot of things going. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> I'm trying to think. You know what? We should get Stephen. I just, Stephen I just want to get all Stephen Wright. Yes, Let's get Stephen Wright. I got tickets for Stephen Wright on Saturday. I was, uh, I That's have no one to go with now. You want to come with? Yeah. Me? yeah well, it's in Orange County. Yeah. yeah Uber it. I, I, yeah, I may Uber it. I may Uber it. I'm, I'll get there. We'll get there. Right. I'll, I'll swing over to your place. We'll JB, you're on call. There well. you go. We even have a, a fellow comic who will pick me up. All right. Uh. Well, yeah. So <laughs> give me a list of everyone you want to interview, and I will. I'll do everything I can to get that for you. 
because that's what I do. You have a magic lamp. Yeah. And you will, and you will rub it. <laughs> I will rub it. <laughs> Megan, same goes to you. Give me a list. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to rub your lamp. Give me a list of everyone so you want to uh, interview. and Dunn. I'll Yeah. Who? I just oh, said yeah, Dunn. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Some dude named Dunn. Sweet. No, no, she Dunn. <laughs> I didn't do the Mike uh, Frisbee stuff because I think uh, he wouldn't have thought that was funny. Yeah, I'm, after that was, he was a good decision. Talking. We did that with, if I recall, somebody, was it wasn't Stoller. No. Did, it's right in that, do you it remember? It was Dwyer. Yeah, it was Bill Dwyer. Oh, it was Bill Dwyer. Yeah. Bill Dwyer. All right, Alan, well, we got to wrap it up. So anywhere, anything you guys are doing this week, Megan, Alan? Well, I'm oh. going to go see Stephen Wright. Oh, you want to be my date? Let's not get carried away. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and anything happening, Megan? No, but you know what, Alan? I got a comment that your voice sounds like Dr. Katz from from the Dr. Katz oh. therapist on really? what was that, that Comedy Central, I think. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. Someone wrote in and said that. So oh, I had to pass that along that's so sweet. In case Thank anyone you. else agrees. And a comment. You know, she's her voice is a total radio voice. I I agree. That's why we you know, hired her. Yeah, Thanks, it really guys. it really is. Yeah. Mm, so really flattering. Is. All right, guys. Well, so what do you you what do, what do you got going? You're going to keep it a secret until uh, Wait, what? What am I keeping? Yeah, a secret? just give you us say, a hint what, what this tease is about, so we know what to look it doesn't forward have to. Be, to. The, it can be anything you want, that or anything else. Uh, <laughs> um, you just let's just say uh, we might have to change the name to Lee Riffs. Oh, so I'll leave it at that. Um, all right, guys. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm Keith Reza. Uh, give it up for my trusty sidekicks, Megan, MJ Jenkins. You have a Twitter? Yes, I do. All right. And Alan Lee, one and only? One and only. All right, guys. I'm Keith Reza, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Hi-ho, Silver. <laughs> You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Reza Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there, www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza, and on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.